0: Queenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: The massive trade that came down late last night, sending Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns for Mike Hill Bridges and Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder in four unprotected first-round picks and a pick swap really sending absolute waves throughout the West right now. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, that came on the heels of the Lakers making a big trade, finally ridding themselves of Russell Westbrook in a three-team deal, sending away a lightly protected first-round pick in the process, and getting D'Angelo Russell, who we both, I think, agree, uh, makes them infinitely better right now. The problem is, uh, now that we have established that, uh, when you have the Durant trade happen later on, how do we view the West as a whole right now? we still got four hours to the deadline.
2: Well, I think the class of the Western Conference is still the Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets, and the Golden State Warriors whenever they decide to show up for the regular season. I think those are the teams that we look at. The Sacramento Kings, great story. The Dallas Mavericks, they're interesting. But when we think about the true title contenders, Carlin, I think those are the teams that we focused on. We'll see what happens with the New Orleans Pelicans too as they move forward and get healthier. But, I mean, the teams that we would look at, Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, I think those are the teams – the clippers, the pelicans, the mavs, that's another group. The Golden State Warriors when they show up, uh, they're in a room by themselves. But I just I, I I don't I think this is a move that makes the Phoenix Suns relevant now in terms of a team that we think can come out of the Western Conference. I think that is that is the decision that Matt Ishbia, their new owner made. They wanted to go for it while they still had Chris Paul as a valuable contributor and a leader on this team. Um, you know, you got Devin Booker there, an all-NBA caliber player, and you got DeAndre Ayton there as as the big man that's going to be able to give you points in the paints, rebounds, and rim protection. So I think they made a move to get another player in Kevin Durant that they can give the ball to in the last five minutes of a playoff game where the defense is a little bit tighter and he can get them a bucket outside of the structure of their offense. They don't want to solely rely on Chris Paul or Devin Booker to have to create. They can give the ball ISO-KD, and that guy can can take you home and get you a win. So I think that was why they made this decision, to be able to bring over a player that
1: can get his own shot outside of the offense. KT and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more, you know... <sighs> I couldn't help but think about LeBron last night, because Mm. here he is. I'm sure he was uh, absolutely thrilled to get some help with D'Angelo Russell. And then you turn around, and you had Kyrie going to the Mavericks earlier in the week, and now you've got Durant in the West with the Phoenix Suns. And we had a discussion about this yesterday on our show, Canty and Carlin, 3 to 7 on ESPN Radio, uh, Eastern Time, that is. And it was based off of this comment from LeBron the other night, after he had broken the record, and discussing how much longer he felt like he could play.
2: No, no, big fella, for sure. I know I can play a couple more years. You know, um, you know the way I'm feeling, the way my body's been uh, reacting to me throughout this course of the season, you know, I know I can play a couple more years. It's just it's all about my mind. You know, if my mind is still into it, if I'm still motivated to go out and try to compete for championships, because I feel like that's what I can still uh, do for For any group of guys, for any franchise. I can go out there and still help win multiple championships or win a championship. So that's my mindset, but it's all about the mind. If my mind is sharp and I feel motivated to go out and prepare myself every single day, then you're not going to continue to play this game.
1: I heard that the other night, and I immediately thought, okay, we're going to send a message here that, you know, I can do it for any franchise out of there. Mm. And maybe LeBron thinks about wanting to get out. You made the point yesterday, could be just LeBron... Sending the message to the Lakers that you need to clean this up and get me some help here to get us in a better situation. I do wonder after last night, is there a chance that LeBron looks at this at the end of the year, whether it's Kyrie potentially coming in or not, where he says, "Mm, you know what, maybe I need to get back to the Eastern Conference to try to win.
2: Oh, a couple things there. I do think it's LeBron applying pressure on Rob Palenka to move on from some of the draft capital that they have remaining, and they did that by attaching a first-round pick to Russell Westbrook's contract, shipping that to the Jazz, and in return ended up getting Malik Beasley, D'Lo, and Jared Vanderbilt, none of which precludes them from going after Kyrie this summer, but all of those players instantly become guys that fit into the Lakers' current rotation and become better fits to play alongside LeBron James than what they already had. So I love the move from the Lakers' standpoint. I just don't know that it makes them that much better where you can talk about them being a serious contender in the West. I look at the Lakers as a team that can get into a playoff series and potentially win a first-round series, but that's about it, Carlin. Like, I I don't see them doing much more beyond that. So I I think it's a move that can appease LeBron for the short-term without compromising what their plans are this summer. Now, when we look at the rest of the landscape in the West, could LeBron James ultimately decide that he wants out? I think he could, but that's that's a remote possibility just because I don't think LeBron made the decision to come to L.A. solely for basketball. LeBron came to L.A. to focus on other business ventures at the time he was filming Space Jam 2 and he's had subsequent other movie projects he, he's got business ventures out there on the West Coast so I think that's where he set up his hub, his operations I, I think it would take a unique set of circumstances for him to decide he's going to leave the Los Angeles Lakers, one of which could be the prospects of playing with his son Bronny which he has communicated several times throughout the year so if Bronny ends up become, going into the NBA and he's drafted to a team, I think LeBron James would try to move heaven and earth to get there, but I think it would take something like that for LeBron to leave the Lakers.
1: It made me think of really what happened with Tom Brady, and I I think it's a cautionary tale in some ways, and I'm certainly not going to suggest that Tom Brady and LeBron James are the same person, but I think there's an, uh, an equal level of competitiveness and hunger there, and whereas... You know, for Brady, when he retired last year, for whatever reason that he did it, and then decided to come back 40 days later, how much of it was that competitive juice to go and win again when he needs that to, to feed off of? And we obviously saw what it cost him. I wonder if any of that has come back for LeBron the last couple of years. of After winning the championship in the bubble— did it now become with all the discussion about his legacy and who he is and uh, who's the greatest of all time. And we leave that discussion to other people, how much there is the internal need now to add to that before he does walk away from it. And looking at that more now, just as, Hey, if I go somewhere else, it's a temporary situation. We could still be based here in LA. That's kind of what I was thinking about it. Like, did, did, no, did something man, I change I don't in terms see of the that. Importance. Yeah,
2: it does change things because LeBron wants to be a present father. Like he's at Bronny and Bryce's games all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he's taking his kids to the to the Lakers Halloween parties. Like, like I, I, just think in terms of him being present and helping the development of his of his boys and 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 you know what they want to do with the game of basketball. I just don't see LeBron deciding I'm going to be a part time dad. And and go, him going to play somewhere outside of L.A. would mean that that's what the family is signing up for. And,
1: and I just don't see him making that kind of decision. I just don't. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular sh- shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. On the way, Canty. We will get into the favorites now in the Western Conference. There was one team that seemingly took a massive step forward that really took it on the chin late last night. Greeny, the podcast.
3: Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's dot com slash giftfinder today. That's Macy's.com slash
4: giftfinder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help com slash greenie g-r-e-e-n-y kevin durant is a phoenix sun when you get kevin
1: durant Playing at the level that he has played with this season. What this shows is that Phoenix
0: is going for it now. Love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome
5: all that. Get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more. For Phoenix, You know, just a, a chance now to really make a run at a title.
1: If you had the Suns to win a championship before yesterday... You had them at at least eighteen to one. You're feeling pretty good today. You're feeling pretty good today, <laughs> Canty. That That's number what we call a good bet. You want to take a stab at what the number dropped on Caesar Sportsbook from from plus eighteen hundred to what? I'm going to say plus five fifty, plus five hundred. Wow, they are now five to one close. to win the title. I was pretty close. I was pretty after close. getting hit, in KD, not bad. Canty and yeah. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it. And that's what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley, life happens out there. Canty, the Western Conference odds as we speak. After these trades so far, by the way, still have three and a half hours until the trade deadline. And we've got you covered uh, from pillar to post on ESPN beginning at one o'clock with a five hour uh, NBA trade deadline show with everyone that you would want to hear from uh, leading up to and after the deadline to analyze it. So we've got the Suns right now as the betting favorite. These are the teams in the Western Conference, all right? Out Mm -hmm. of the West. The NBA title odds: the Suns are at five to one, the Nuggets are at eight to one, the Warriors, still having not found themselves, are at thirteen to one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the Grizzlies thirteen to one, Clippers thirteen to one, Mavericks after getting Kyrie up to fourteen to one, and the Lakers. At thirty-five to one, I got to tell you, the Lakers at thirty-five to one is not terrible. <laughs> the Lakers I, aren't winning a championship. I know. I might, I'm talking about throwing ten bucks down on it though. Yeah, I that's hear all. you.
2: You're, you're looking for value. I'm yeah. looking for probability. Like I, I just, the Warriors are going to be there, so that's not a bad idea. To 13 put thirteen to scratch one, not on bad them. there. It's not bad to put some scratch on them. I don't trust the Denver Nuggets even at plus eight hundred, and I, I don't know, Carlin. Maybe the Grizzlies maybe the grizzlies wouldn't be a bad way to go uh, it could be their year this year you know with the way that that team is playing so I, I i would if i had to put some money down on three teams those are the three
1: teams that i would roll with so a, a team that i thought really had a great chance prior to the last 24 hours or mm. had improved their chances dramatically was the mavericks because of the short term opportunity with Kyrie Irving and Luka together because If there's one thing we have seen, it's that Kyrie can play where he does not have to be the ball-dominant guy, even though that's kind of his game. Yeah, Um, but in a night where you don't have Luka Doncic, like
2: last night, Kyrie can go out there and be your lead scorer, drop 24 in a win
1: over the L.A. Clippers, a team that's been playing well with Kawhi Leonard. And it's a team uh, in the Mavericks that took a major hit with these two trades that happened. First of all, let's hear from Kyrie on the trade of Kevin Durant uh, to the Phoenix Suns?
0: I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of you know what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty, uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive. And whether that be together or whether that be apart, there's never been one moment where I felt like, um, he's been angry at me for decisions I've made, or I've been angry at him. Um, we've just tried to understand each other a lot better and grow as human beings, grow as brothers. You know, his business changes so quickly. Um, he's getting a little bit older, I'm getting a little bit older. I just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. Get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, I, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there. Look, get
2: to see him a little bit more. They were teammates a week ago. Get to see him a little bit more. Well, usually one of them wasn't at work.
1: <laughs> what the hell, man? My goodness. Well, but if you gave Durant truth serum, what would he say about Kyrie Irving? Would he actually, if if it was just a quiet the moment. The worst
2: professional decision that I've ever made. Yes, in other that, words, that, that has to be the sentence out of his mouth. Do you think he so- left the Golden State Warriors, yep. which is an ideal basketball situation, Colin? Not just in terms of you know the, the 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 culture and the sustained success, but actual basketball fit. How Kevin Durant fit within that motion offense and the way that they shared the ball, like that was ex- that was tailor made for what Kevin Durant does best, and it worked. So much so that he won two championships and got two finals MVPs. And you left that to sign up and play with Kai in Brooklyn? Yeah. like I, Look, you, you bet on it being able to be better in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irvin, somebody that is a friend of yours and somebody that is a top 10 to 12 talent in this league. You, you signed up to make it work with him after seeing what happened at the end of Kai's career in Cleveland and at the end of his tenure in boston you signed up for that rather than to continue to run it back with the golden state warriors an organization that has not not made any compromises in terms of paying the luxury tax on those high salaries to keep that core players together that to me is the most baffling aspect of
1: all of it see it's not baffling to me because it is i i understand it was a bad move it was a bad move don't get me wrong but it wasn't baffling at the time, because where was the criticism coming from of Durant? Well, the only way he's won a title is by joining that team. And but who he needs, cares, I, though? Can't, who I had cares,
2: Carlin? If you're winning rings, who cares? Right now, like if he stays on that Golden State Warriors team, let's say the more. first season 2019, yeah. they probably he'd probably have two more rings on his resume. Yep. So he'd have four championships instead of two. Yep. At that point, who cares? But if
1: you got four championships and you know three Finals MVPs, who cares, Kevin Durant? Because Kevin Durant cares about how people view him. That's why he had burner accounts. That's why he fires back at everybody on Twitter. And so I'm explaining the reasoning. I'm with you in that he shouldn't have done it. But I believe... How bad does it look now, though, Carl? I guess that's my
2: point. How bad does it look now? Like, you can say, say, okay, these are the reasons why he left... None of which are any good. No, the reason it turns out good, to be a disaster. But he, how went out- bad does, does that decision look now? I think he gets far more criticism for making the decision to go to the Brooklyn Nets than he did for leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder and going to Golden State. I don't. Think- we look at when we look back on his career historically. That's what people will say, because he is the face of one of the most massive super team
1: failures that we've seen across sports. Well, it is is a lack of self-awareness on his part in doing it. Uh, You know, we understand that Durant got hammered when he went to Golden State. Yeah. And then when he went out to try to do it on his own, he did not have a good self-awareness of who he was. Because what have we said about what that pairing was in Brooklyn? That Kyrie was the alpha. KD's not an alpha. Not knowing who you are and going to try to go out and build your own team and lead your own team. Well, you looked at it and you trusted the wrong guy. Yeah, but here's the other thing, Carlin. You give more fodder to the people that criticize
2: him for leaving Oklahoma City in the first place. Oh well, Kevin Durant couldn't do it on his own. Well, you proved those people right by going to Brooklyn and betting on Kyrie. You proved them right. See, I, If I, you don't go to Brooklyn, even... if you don't go to Brooklyn, it would end up being a sports hypothetical that no one could ever
1: prove, Carlin. It, it would... That's the point. It would... And it gets washed away as you stack championships. It wouldn't even be Kyrie though, or it wouldn't even be Brooklyn though, as much as it was Kyrie. Like that's ultimately where his biggest mistake is, right? Can't he, if, if he had been paired up with somebody else that would have been, like, could you have seen this working out better? If, could he have won a championship in Brooklyn if he had just, you know, worked it out with Harden eventually to get there and then a third Third piece that would have fit better
2: Well ben, ben Simmons. <laughs> I can't say that.
1: <laughs> that was a no,
2: disaster. No, no. Calling the, the problem with Kevin Durant is is he doesn't for as dominant as a player. We don't see the dominant leadership traits from him, nope. and he needed a franchise that had that in place already. Which is why Golden State was a great fit. He was the best player, but he needed a franchise that had a head coach that was strong, that had a core players that were established, and there were guys that could carry that leadership mantle and hold everybody to account. He didn't have that in Brooklyn. And organizations, when they turn over the keys to superstars, they rely on them to bring those intangibles, to bring that leadership, and KD didn't do that. So I think there could have been some friction no matter what star he paired with in Brooklyn. Because KD does not necessarily
1: have the dominant leadership traits. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776 Is this the biggest disaster in sports history in team team building? And can super teams actually work? We want to hear from you on that because if anything has been proven, it certainly has been proven that it's exceptional. Without LeBron
2: James, super teams yeah,
1: don't work. It, it appears that it's way. It's simple. For damn sure. <laughs> I'm not sure there's ever been a more perfect guest for this show. And we'll explain in 30 seconds when that guest joins us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking to hire talent for your team, ZipRecruiter is the MVP of finding great candidates. It's matching technology hustles to find qualified people for your job. Pile on the talent. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers joins us right now on ESPN Radio. Kenti, his nickname is Pound for Pound. Yeah. And we have uh, dubbed ourselves, and I think justifiably so, Pound for Pound, the biggest talk show in sports talk radio. That is true. I have a feeling the Pound for Pound means something a little different for Austin Eckler. Yeah, it's a little more real (laughs) for Austin Eckler. Yeah. Be Austin, we're a combined north of six bills, so that's probably why. And probably closer to seven, but that's <laughs> not even <right> near <laughs> What's up, dude? How you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man. Doing great, just out here, you know, on the Super Bowl experience, and uh, looking forward to this week.
1: What do you? Do- where did you get pound for pound from?
0: So my training coach, my my rookie year um was like man you you got to be one of the pound for pound strongest guys you know and it's not on the team in the nfl and so it stuck he used to call me pound for pound like hey pound for pounds here and so everyone started calling me that And so it was one of those nicknames where i didn't give it to myself or didn't really agree to have it it was just given to me and so that's where the story and it started it's it's caught on apparently
2: Austin, word on the street is that you, Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb have talked about getting together to see who the strongest <laughs> running back in the National Football League. Is there any truth? You know, is there any truth to that rumor out there?
0: You know, that would be some good content, you know, not gonna lie. That's something that we should definitely do. We could sell a sponsor, you know, like we could definitely make that happen. But no, we haven't uh, we haven't decided to fully fully commit to it yet.
1: No, you got to attach the money to it. You don't do these things for free, right? You do something for. Well, yeah, no. You know, you yeah, do something, something that
0: glorious like, needs to be. Yeah, needs to be sponsored. <laughs> All right,
1: so Saquon's nickname is Saquad because he's got ridiculous quads. So what would be your outstanding physical feature there, or are his quads overrated?
0: Um, His quads are definitely not overrated. They're huge. Like I have big quads and like people say my quads are big, but you see his and his are like double mine. And it's like, wow. Um, So yeah, definitely not overrated. Um, But his, I don't know. I would say, cause I would say my feature would be the quads, but going against him, it's like, ah, well, not anymore. <laughs>
2: Uh, Austin, they, Austin, they say that the running back position is one of the most devalued position in the modern day NFL. Now, you're a guy that's led the league in total touchdowns over the past two years. Just, just from your perspective, when you hear people talk about the running back position being devalued or running backs potentially being overrated, what, what do you say to push back on that argument?
0: Ah, it's it's a tough argument um, just because, you know, as far as if you look at pay, you know, that's, that's what it is, right? We're, we're paid less comparatively to like receivers and things like that. Our market is, is smaller. Um, and so you look at our impact on the game, right? I mean, you know I scored 18 touchdowns, 20, if you include playoffs last year, you know, 20 the year before that, like my impact on the game is so huge, you know, for getting in the end zone, obviously. And then, you know, add another 16 or 1,600 yards this year, 1,500 yards last year. It's like, how can you really argue? It comes down to liability, right, when Mm -hmm. it comes to to the running backs. And so for us, it's super important to make sure we're staying healthy, and that's going to help you right, get your true value as far as from the market, from from being able to negotiate your contract.
1: Austin Eckler, the Los Angeles Chargers, joining Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. But, you know, last two years, you include playoffs, You've got 40 touchdowns, so what has separated you from everybody else in that regard over the last two years?
0: Ooh, I think what's what's been consistent with me um, is just that consistency, right? Like, I've, I've been able to stay healthy, I've been able to stay available, um, and I've been able to be effective, especially down in the red zone, right? And it's, it's shown, you know, when you look at the fantasy stats, when you look at the touchdowns, right, the, the efficiency rating as far as catching, running, all that stuff, it's like it's there. Right, it's at a point where it's at it's at a high level, and I've kept it there uh, for two years in a row now. Looking to do it again and run it back for for everyone for a third. So, really, that's that's what I'm that's my goal every single year is to continue to be efficient. That's really all I focus on. And then during the off season, right, what is it? It's focus on you know getting out, getting on my body, getting it you know, built back up to take on the NFL season. So I hopefully you know can last the entire time and not get injured.
2: Talking with Chargers running back Austin Eckler on Greeny and Austin. Your organization made the decision to move on from O.C. Joe Lombardi. They pivoted, hired Kellen Moore to be the new offensive coordinator. Not sure you've had any contact with Kellen Moore, but uh, I mean, what what excites you about the prospects of working with him and what he brings to your offense?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, he reached out to me right as soon as he got hired. And then, you know, we had a little conversation and then it's really, it's like a mesh. It's like, you know, we have we have these coordinators that are across the league, and I'm not saying they're bad or good or anything, but you know, you need to find a good chemistry that works. Um, and so, you know, we got Kellen coming in; it's going to be a new opportunity for us to have a new chemistry, and then we'll see how how it plays out.
1: Austin Eckler joining us, Chargers running back. What don't people know about Justin Herbert?
0: What do they not know? Um, I would say mainly that he like truly loves the game more than i've ever seen anyone really love the game where i i asked him like hey what would you be doing if you weren't playing football he's like i'd be coaching football um and so it's like he's just he's that committed to just playing and hanging out with the boys
2: Austin Michael Parsons the all-everything linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys said that he's going to be rooting for his division rival the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl now your division rival is also in the Super Bowl in the Kansas City Chiefs. Will you be rooting for Pat Mahomes
0: and company on Super Sunday? I, I will not be rooting for anybody in the Super Bowl. I'm more so just like, I'm not playing, so it doesn't matter. Like Whatever, those boys, good luck to those guys. I have some friends that play on the Eagles, so I'm rooting for them to do well.
1: But would you agree it's a little fugazi to root for a team just because they're in your division, when in actuality you really should be rooting against them?
0: I mean, in actuality, you know, who gets to say who you root for, you know? Like, I feel like it's more of a fan thing to, like, get into the hype as far as who you're going to root for, who who you should be able to root for, shouldn't. That's like, it's it's bigger than I'm trying to get. I'm trying, I'm like, i got to focus on my game, right, <laughs> with the Chargers and making sure that, hey, we can be there so we can root for ourselves next
1: year. All right, so tell us why you're joining us today, Austin.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. You know, with all the fan engagement, with all of, you know, the – the um uh, fantasy sports and everything. I've needed an opportunity to basically, um, basically, you know, be able to connect with people. And so I decided to start my app. It's called Experience, and it basically it's a, a way for me to sign jerseys, for me to do personalized videos, for me to do all of these other engagements in one spot.
1: How do people connect with you on that? Where do they go?
0: Yeah, you can find it on Experience dot net, or you can find it at the app store um, as well. And as it's well as experience spelled with E-K, and right? Yes, exactly. E-K-S-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And so it's, it's just a unique platform that I've created um, that turned out to, to be a need that I, I guess I knew that was out there, but really it's been taken off because I've been just connecting with so many people lately.
1: Well, Austin, listen, we appreciate it. And if you're, uh, we just wanted to let you know that in the last 10 minutes, we have trademarked pound for pound. So you're out on that money. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All good. You can have it. Appreciate it, man. Austin Eckler of the Chargers. Thanks again, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Big fella.
2: Big fella. I got to say this. If yeah. Saquon, Austin Eckler, and Nick Chubb get together to see who the strongest running back in the NFL is, we got to be there to provide the play-by-play and the color for that. Event.
1: Oh, there's no question.
2: We have to be the show that does that, right? Yes. They're oh. trying to see who's the who's the strongest running back in the NFL, and we're yeah. pound for pound the biggest
1: show in sports radio. Like we absolutely have to do that. Now, let me let me ask you this question. Yeah. You have seen my calves. You would agree that they are spectacular.
2: Correct. I don't know if I would describe him in that way, but okay. That were- silence was deafening. Yeah,
1: it, li- it really Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, listen, Bubba, let's bring you in. Bubba, do you remember seeing my calves not too long ago? I, I mean, I've never forgotten that day. <laughs> I mean, if I were to match up my calves against those 3, I think I got a shot. I mean, listen, I don't have much. My calves it's are sublime. Probably your number 1 feature. Not probably. It is. Yeah. So I I, got a
5: shot. The camera on the ESPN app is zooming right in on them right now, Carlin. You got to roll
2: up those jeans. Carlin, I don't know that your calves allow you to be as explosive as their calves allow them to be.
1: It depends where we're going. going Whoa! Whoa! whoa, whoa, Those are impressive. Yeah. See? See? Oh, my gosh. You know what there is there? Definition. Cat-like. (laughs) Cat-like. There is pure definition there, my friends. I'll put my calves up against anybody. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today, coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Let's get a couple of calls in, Canty, on Kevin Durant, the Nets, and if you, in fact, can build a super team. Marcus in North Carolina is up first on ESPN Radio. Marcus, what do you got?
2: Hey, how y'all doing? First off, thanks for having me this this morning or afternoon, whatever time it is where you guys are at. (laughs) Um, When it comes to super teams, I think, see, I get criticized a lot because I'm a huge Dallas Maverick fan. You know, I'm always going to let
0: everybody know what happened in 2011. But when it comes to super teams, I think it depends on your definition. Okay, like let's say society has their own definition of what a super team is. You got three superstars on one team. So to most people in the world, That's a super team. It doesn't matter what the rest of the team looks like. You know, to me, a super team is a team that's overall just all around good. And that's just my own opinion. You know, when you look at a team like the 2011 Dallas Mavericks, they were, you know, on fire
2: from top to bottom. You know, I could sit here and name that whole roster all the way from Brian Cardinals to Paige.
1: Yeah, we don't need to. You know. (laughs)
2: Nobody okay, nobody uh, would qualify uh, that 2000 uh, and, <laughs> nobody would qualify that Dallas Mavericks team as a super team.
1: No, thanks for the call. They wouldn't. That's not yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. when you're trying to put the big name big money guys together all already made so to speak. Super team is not the Golden State Warriors either. Because they were all drafted and developed by the Warriors,
2: Carlin. They won a championship before Kevin Durant. They won a championship after Kevin Durant. And those th- those big three, Clay, Dre, and Steph, were all drafted by the Golden State Warriors. Vince, so.
1: Vince is up next on ESPN Radio. Canty joins us right now. Vince, what do you got, dude?
4: Hey. um...
3: I think that the experiment in Brooklyn was not a failure because, unlike football, where you get a good coach and you and you pitch and catch and you do your job, you have to have chemistry. Just like the teams back in the days, the, the Reggie Miller, Dale Davis, and Antonio Davis and them, they had chemistry. Utah, they had chemistry. I don't care if you put three shacks on one team; if they don't have chemistry, it's not a
1: good fit. Thanks well, for having me.
2: so you're saying chemistry in football doesn't matter? I'm confused.
1: Uh, yeah, I. of course it matters. Of course I, it matters. I, 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 don't, I don't know understand. what he's trying yeah. to say there. Yeah, I, and, don't, I don't get that one. And here's the other thing. This is now, as an organization, granted, led by different people at different times, mm-hmm. as an organization, this is now twice where they've gone after it. You know, they went after it with the Garnett-Paul Pierce deal years ago to try to yeah. put that together. Yeah. To win to you know, to win a title and they gave away all those draft picks to the Celtics that turned into Jersey. That's Jason a
2: different Tate. situation though, Carlin. They had to do something to be relevant. They just moved from Jersey to Brooklyn. They were trying to make a splash. I get what Mikhail Prokhorov was doing there. That that is different than what this is. Because well, those guys were all past their prime. Yes. Kai, KD, James Harden, those guys were viewed as players that were still within their prime and should be the most explosive offense that the NBA has ever seen. And it turned out to be anything but because those guys only played 16 games together.
1: If if you are looking at the West right now, who are you taking to come out of the West?
2: I'm probably taking the Memphis Grizzlies or the Golden State Warriors, Carlin, in all honesty. I don't believe in the Denver Nuggets, but let me just say this about super teams in general and the Brooklyn Nets. Carlin, we look at this and we juxtapose that in comparison to what the Knicks have been because that's who Katie and Kyrie were supposed to be deciding between when they came to New York. If you're a Nets fan, do you feel better or worse that your team went for it? And if you're a Knicks fan, do you feel better or worse that your team didn't get involved with Katie and Kai? Because at least I give the Nets credit for going for it. What the hell are the New York Knicks doing with all those draft picks? It's clearly that it's clear they ain't going for it.
1: No. And they should have when they had a chance with Donovan Mitchell, and I would much rather have gone for it, Kanti. I would much rather have gone for it because while it didn't work out and it was an abject nightmare, you still took a shot and it's what you had to do.
0: Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greenie on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.